Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. Get it on iTunes now. Welcome to Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. Thank you so much to everybody who's been supporting the podcast since episode one. And thank you to everybody who's joined us along the way. You're greatly appreciated. Don't forget to keep on sharing the news about the hottest new podcast that's out, Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. And an extra special thank you to everybody who's been engaging with us on the social media platforms. Now, the reason why I give an extra special shout out to everybody who's been supporting us on the social media platforms and engaging with us is because last week's episode I had a conversation um, with Professor Wale Shoyinka and Russell Simmons and I kind of got excited and ahead of myself and kept on going on about how last week was episode 7 when in fact this week is episode 6. So to everybody who's been sending us tweets, Africa State Mind and also just in terms of Facebook making comments on Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba, thank you so much. But now, I think it's time that I properly introduce episode 7. Now on this epic episode of Africa State of Mind, we speak to just a legendary um, maverick entrepreneur. He's an all-round amazing human being, like to be really honest about it. He's also an adventurer and he's a sort of person that everybody somewhere along the line when they asked who's your mentor, even if they've never met him, everybody kind of is like, he's my mentor, I want to be like him, I want to run businesses like him and he's, a, he's one of those people who you know, I kind of feel that people around the world gravitate to because he always seems to be thinking about more than just himself. I'm talking about none other than Sir Richard Branson. He's the founder of Virgin Enterprises Empire and he was in South Africa recently for the launch of his new biography, Losing My Virginity. We also managed to coax Sir Richard Branson while he was in South Africa into knighting me. Hang on, let's just, let's just put, the, uh, put the microphone on his shoulder. All right, there we go. Eyes, Lady Lee. Thank you. <laughs> this is so awesome. Oh, Such wow. an honor. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sir. Cheers. We then also caught up with one of Branson's mentees, Sophia Ike Onu, the power woman behind the online fashion retail startup, The 5K Shop. Now, The 5K Shop is an online retail store that basically stocks fashion and home solutions all under the price cap of 5,000 Nigerian Naira, which is amazing in today's um, economy. She started a business, Sophia Ike Onu started a business and it's been running for over three years. So congratulations. The business started out by Sophia Ikeonu basically, um, you know, putting all her savings into this amazing business idea that she had. The first office operated out of her living room. She then rented a bigger office space and now they function out of a warehouse, which is nothing short of just being amazing. Sophia Ikeonu won the 2016 Enterprise Challenge organized by Virgin Atlantic in partnership with Zenith Bank and Samsung. She's been profiled as one of SME's young entrepreneurs under 25 making social economic impact in Nigeria and on the continent of Africa as a whole. Sophia Ike Anu is definitely the definition of hashtag woke African state of mind. But first, we start the conversation with Richard Branson and he starts out by talking a bit about his uh, TV show Rebel Billionaire. In one of the episodes contestants were put to a challenge which basically was looking at them being able to say no. Now, in this conversation, you know, with Richard Branson, as somebody who obviously, as you can imagine, is always being approached, um, you know, to kind of invest in different things and ideas, one thing I guess everybody's always afraid of when it comes to that is missing out on the next big idea, the next big Facebook, the next big Twitter or Uber. This is what Richard Branson had to say about the issue. 
I think um, if you feel that uh, you have an idea that's going to make a re real positive difference to other people's lives, um, and if you feel that um, nobody has done done that particular idea really well, you basically have a business idea. Um, uh, so, you know, my philosophy is then screw it, just get on and do it, <laughs> um, and um, and find some you know good people who believe uh, in your idea. Um, you gather them around you, um, and uh, and you know sound sound the idea out on people. And, I mean, you, you know, maybe even launch the product in a small way, see see whether it gets traction, um, and if it does, you know, keep pushing. And now, um, obviously, the late Madiba and you were quite good friends. And I remember your daughter was surprised. She would be like, people would just show up at the house, you know, and then Madiba was the one day. But um, when Madiba had called you to come into South Africa to try and save jobs, you agreed. You know, the, the, it's a famous story it's in your book. You agreed to help him. Um, what would you have done when you, if you had gone down, had flown back to South Africa with Nelson Mandela, with Frank and yourself, and it looked like the business was not going to work with regards to Virgin taking over Health and Record? Would you have said no to your friend, you know, because of a, a good business then? You know, <laughs> what if the business had failed for not uh, it's a very, very, very good question. I don't think anybody can say no to Mediva. Um, so somehow we would have had to made it work. Um, and uh, we didn't have much experience in, in health clubs. We only had two uh, in the UK. So taking on 60, I think, was, um, uh, was, it was a, a big challenge. Um, but, um, uh, but, but, you know, but we actually felt you know, the staff at the health clubs uh, seem to be fantastic, um, and if you've got a, if you've got a good group of people, um, and uh, and we also had a good you know good team to lead those people, uh, then put you know one plus one hopefully would equal three, and um, and we'd get out there and we'd make it work, and and you know now put bring the clock forward a number of years, um, Virgin Active in South Africa has been is one of the sort of shining I think examples of. Uh, you know, really good business uh, in uh, good businesses in South Africa, well run, delightful people um, throughout the, throughout the company, and very 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 happy customers. So it's, it's, it couldn't have worked out better. And um, and I, you know, Madiba was once said to me that it was one of the you know happiest calls he'd made. So so it was really good. Virgin Group Chairman Richard Branson has spent his entire career pushing the envelope. His leadership style, however off the wall it may be viewed, is studied by business people and politicians throughout the world. This is what he had to say when we asked him about what types of qualities people should be looking for when it comes to leaders, especially in an age where it seems like globally there is definitely a leadership deficit. You know, ideally, we need honest leaders. Um, uh, we need compassionate leaders. Um, uh, we need we need leaders who genuinely care about uh, their people. Um, uh, I often, I often, um, uh, um, you know, I, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, well, it depends on the woman, but you know, so I think women, well, you know, but you know, but if if there was a a woman and a man who are equally good. I would definitely go for the woman. Um, they, they, um, um, but um, 
but I think I think the most important thing is that, that, that countries need 100% honest leadership because I think if the people at the top are not honest, it it, it ricochets down. So if people, if police, if police or customs officers think, well, uh, you know, the, 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 our politicians are not honest, then then they'll go, well, why why shouldn't why shouldn't we why shouldn't we take some money out? And so it goes goes on all the way down and, and it starts rotting a country. So. Um, so I think countries have got to fight to get, um, you know, to get really, really honest leaders, and then, um, and, and and then you know, people who are completely committed, ideally people with a lot of experience, um, people who know what they're talking about. I think, um, you know, Singapore have quite a good idea, and that is they have fewer politicians, but they pay them much better, um, and um, uh, and and they just make sure they get the best person in the country for the job. Um, and, and that, that I think makes some sense. And now, obviously, Virgin Galactic is what everybody's talking about, which is amazing. Um, you know, in Ghana, there's a group of uh, young people who basically launched, they managed to get the first Ghanaian satellite into orbit. So I know people in Ghana listen to this podcast quite, quite a bit. What would it take for somebody from Africa to be part of the, you know, the pioneer kind of um, Virgin Atlantic flight that goes out there? And for young, you know, because in, in Africa, there are a lot of young scientists and everything. What would you say to them? Love to meet the Ghanaian uh, scientists who, who pulled that off. Um, it's not easy. Um, uh, um, I hope, I don't know, has any African ever been to space? I think Mark Shuttleworth. Um, they, um, but, you know, the idea of Virgin Galactic is that hopefully thousands of people in, in the next um, 50 years will become astronauts and go to space. And I hope a good percentage of those will be Africans. Um, and it's, it's up to us to um, get the price down, make it affordable, uh, make it safe. And, and, and that's what our 700 team of engineers are beavering away and working on. Um, but um, uh, but um, anyway, um, we, we need to get more Africans out there to, um, and, and we will do our best to do that. In the early ages of Virgin Enterprises, Sir Richard Branson came home one day to find a very interesting and definitely unwelcome guest. His bank manager was sitting on the steps of his house and the young Richard Branson did not really have patience for suits, especially when they were warning him that his company was about to be liquidated if his debts were not well serviced. This is the advice that he gave for young entrepreneurs who ever possibly found themselves in a similar situation where their bank managers were sitting on their doorsteps. Yeah, no, maybe not do what I did, and that is throw the bank manager out of, my, out of your house because uh, that, that can backfire. But um, fortunately, somehow I managed to sort it out. But you have to read the book for that. Um, they, um, um, no, uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, bank managers can be quite cruel. And... Um, uh, so obviously, ideally, one's got to try uh, not to get too far in debt where the bank manager does come and sit on your doorstep um, or at least try to educate your bank manager well to get him to realise that you've got a sound business. And um, I, th- I think maybe we, did, we hadn't educated him well enough to get him to realise that he shouldn't be panicking and he should stick with us. But unfortunately, um, we managed to move banks and find a decent bank a, w- a week later.
In September this year, the billionaire entrepreneur survived Hurricane Irma barreling over his private islands by hunkering down in his wine cellar. He's one of those that refused to evacuate, although he had the opportunity to do so. Now, Branson is a big advocate for climate and has a message for global leaders when dealing with this very pressing issue of climate change. I would say it's the biggest opportunity uh, known to mankind, and that is... um, yeah, wouldn't it be wonderful if the whole world was powered by uh, clean energy um, uh, instead of dirty energy, and and we save the world at the same time? And uh, and the African leaders should get thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs, uh, no bureaucracy, no taxes. Just tell them, um, you know, turn all these windows that are going up here into solar panel windows. Turn all the roofs into solar panel. Um, uh, you know, turn the tops of cars into solar panels. Um, you know, create water in the Cape from from soda. Uh, you know, turn, turn you know turn the sea into uh, in, into desalinated water and let it you know pour into 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 fill, filling up um, those empty empty wells in the Cape. Um, and uh, we've got to do it, um, and we might as well do it soon. And and. The payback is only about three years with solar now. It's so it's so cheap, uh, and then you've got a lifetime of free energy. So um, think of it as a great opportunity to save the world. Africa State of Mind. Thank you so much to Sir Richard Branson. That was an amazing conversation. Now, I've always heard people say that one of the ways that you can measure the greatness of a man or a woman is by their willingness to invest into the next generation. Sir Richard Branson is certainly one of those people. Our next guest, Sophia Ike Onu, hails from Lagos, Nigeria, and she is one of Sir Richard Branson's um, mentees, and she got a unique opportunity to spend time with him in the United Kingdom and to be able to learn from the best of the best. Here's how our conversation with Sophia Ike Onu, the CEO and founder of the 5K Shop Wings. Africa State of Mind. Alrighty, this is Africa State of Mind with Sophia. Hi. Ike Onu. How far now? You pronounce my name perfect. Of yeah, course now. What? You know I'm talking about being Lagos. What? That Lagos, I'm the mayor. <laughs> Thank you, Sophia, so much for being an African state of mind. I'm so inspired by your story, honestly speaking. And, you know, obviously everybody can tell, mm-hmm. you know, you're quite fashionable. Yeah, and you. the way that you brought that into the tech world. Just yeah. talk to us a little bit about um, the 5K, 5K shop. Okay, so the company um, is the 5kshop.com. It's a limited liability company in Nigeria. And we just came in because we were tired of shopping in fact most times if you want to get affordable fashion in nigeria which is where we are based is you have to go to the open markets that's what you think affordable and think of yeah so it was like how can we make affordable fashion accessible without having to go to the rigorous experience in the open markets and then again with the open market you find that you do not have um exchange policies you can't. Wow. Yeah. You, once you buy it, that's it. Sure. You know. So, so you can't even go back. You can't. Go, even if you go back, yeah. you're like it's a final sale. Yeah. You know. So for, for what we wanted to do, what we're doing is that we have a cap. So everything on our website is five thousand naira and under. To put that in context, it's like three hundred rand and under, and twenty dollars, twenty five dollars and under. And it's basically fashion. So we yeah. we, we stock really trendy pieces. We can get fast fashion. We can get. Trendy styles that this was one day. Once you see the celebrity, we can make the style so you our own. own. Oh, we make that's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we make our own stuff. Everything like that. Yeah, because you look hot though. Thank you. Yes. Yes. In Nigeria. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so what well, we had two sellers eight months ago, we decided to stop importing because we used to have wholesale contracts. We still do with um, international wholesalers in the UK and China. So we decided to look inwards when the dollar spiked. We couldn't keep on importing because if we did that, we wouldn't leave the 5K shop. But then also in Nigeria, because I'm mm-hmm. going there a lot, depending if you go to the allergy, the rate is one thing, you go to the bank, exactly, the rate is another, exactly. you go to the hotel, it's like, you, you know, know, so it's you already know, like you know a, what you're saying. So basically, now, at least there's a thing that's happened now, things are regulated. So um, for the banks and the allergies and the, um, you know, exchange guys, mm-hmm. they're basically at a um, level playing ground. Okay. Okay. It's just like an average, it's, it's the same thing. So it's good, but it's still not low enough. Mm-hmm. So, but so because now as a company we have a brand that we produce here, so we stock for other Nigerian and African brands on our platform, the Five K Shop. So it's a curated platform for um, brands that are affordable and have good quality, right? Then there's another side which we started about eight months ago. That one is the T Five S. It's the brand. So oh, everything on that platform is made by us. Yes. Oh, I like that. So that can so be, nice. be a both. So you've got your own tailors and everything. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. team of quality control people. Um, we have a design team in-house, which yeah. I'm continuing to lead, of course. You know, so what we do is that we just monitor trends, and people want to look good for less. So once they see a Kim Kardashian, for example, wearing something really nice, we try to make it our own. We design it and go through process. And nice. then you can have the look. We're not really getting the exact thing, but people don't mind as long as it's affordable, good quality, and the price is right. Yeah. I really like that, and also just to, I mean, because I've been to Nigeria quite mm-hmm. a lot, and a lot of people might not understand, like when you're yeah. in Nigeria, when it comes to fashion, hair, mm-hmm. makeup, it's like a thing. It's not even optional. It's like what? So I, th- I, I like the fact because just to go out for one event, I remember it's like. You have to pay a makeup artist. Yeah. You have to make sure your hair is done proper. You know, so and then you pay for stuff. You know, like you know. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole process. Because yeah. I have a lot of friends that are in media, in the media space, and I know that um, you have to wear carpet. You have to look it's really, lot, really yeah. good. Highlight how point. Uh, contour, 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 what you know, slain. <laughs> so, so I, I know that it's yeah. a big deal. But for me, um, my target was the eighteen year old to twenty five years old. Like that. Which is the niche market because, as you know, Africa we have a growing middle class population, and if these people have, they don't have that much spending capacity mm-hmm. because minimum wage in Nigeria is about hundred dollars, yeah, or even more than that. Um, and so you want to give them more power for their money, yeah, more value. I like that, you know, yeah. and without compromising. And you know what, you know what I like about about what you're doing is exactly that. It's like to look good, you don't need to be, you know, you shouldn't have to exactly. spend all this much money. And exactly. more often than not, then you'll spend all this money. You can only wear it once. Exactly. Whoever you are, you put it in and then you, the whole world's going to attack you. And then they're monitoring you like, like girl, yeah. you wore that thing last week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let, let's also talk a bit about um, you. You basically were mentored by Sir Richard Branson. Yes. You stayed where you were in Oxford in his house. When you're yeah. sitting there, you're like, I was mentored by Sir Richard Branson in Oxford. I'm like, at his house. I'm like, what kind of mentorship is this? Look at how that all happened and what it was yeah. like, you know. That was an amazing experience. Like, I don't think anyone can recover from that because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I grew up, you know, looking up to Sir Richard Branson. You know, he's launched all these amazing companies. He's taking some of them, you know, haven't really gone through, but most of them have really gone to be really successful. And he's never afraid to 
um, to state that he's failed in some means he embraced his failure. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's really important because not even I'm not saying failure extreme like pack up your business and fold up. Mm. But in every time, if you're really living a business as an adventure, every day you, you figure out some things work, some things don't. Mm. So some things really work amazingly, but then celebrate your wins exactly. so with him i mean he told me so many things i can't say him because you guys have to get to your own mentorship hey, but hey. <laughs> no, like, we had a really good talk and i mean he he, he just he just we just thought like i've known him for a while yeah. and that was because well, the reason why i even got there in the first place was because Virgin Atlantic, um their sponsors were brand an entrepreneurial challenge in nigeria mm-hmm. which is um, co-sponsored by british council and and I won the first prize in that competition. So oh, nice. that, so that. Oh wow! Yeah, so that. Actually, I think I heard about that competition. Yeah. So yeah. that earned me that mentorship, mm-hmm. and I've gone into. It didn't just stop there. Like I've gone into not just being mentored by him. It's a year after now, and about four months ago, Virgil Atlantic announced me and um, Nasir. He's not here now. Mm-hmm. God bless him. But announced both of us as brand ambassadors. So like, for me, it's like my business is barely. It's about over three years now. It's I'm amazing. a woman in business. Woman in tech, which is really, really not a popular thing, surely if in Nigeria, because yeah, of course, many women are struggling to find their feet, and but even many people, many in people general, in general, you know, yeah. but you know, because of the social construct of our society, women are find it harder. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? So it's like they gave me this platform to launch, and it's just it didn't just stop there. Mm-hmm. It's gone on, and then I'm here on the panel. Um, with Sir Richard Francis. So it's like full circle mm-hmm. to be honest. I don't think I can recover from that anytime soon. Yeah. To be honest, I I thought that I people were like, oh you look too confident. I'm like, man, I was dying inside. Yeah. Like this is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's because obviously the business itself is speaking for itself. I don't really believe in just running the fanfare. I for fanfare or fanfare as well. I want to run a sustainable business. I take my profit and loss imagine it's very seriously and my accountant is like I take it very seriously as well so I want to build a company that outfits me so that has really really helped my decision making I don't go ahead spending extravagantly every expense that we make is, it has to be scrutinized by me and my team so we are really focused on building a business that is sustainable and is adding value which is what I believe I'm able to do because we have tons of testimonials on our social media pages we want to really be Budget because we believe that what has worked for us is that our business is basically sold itself. First of all, the name is catchy, yeah. and I like that. The, and the, the name and what yeah. I and what I mean because we've also gone ahead to do our own brand that's made in Nigeria as well, and which has had a huge success in eight months. We've shipped to over eleven countries. What? Yeah, we we have, we have yeah we have wholesalers yeah. that want to because everywhere around the world, African princes, mm. and because they're really expensive. People see us as a business line. So we have wholesalers in America, wholesalers in the UK, in Ghana that want to buy from us in bulk and resell because so people want to buy locally instead of having to pay the shipping fees. Which we have um, a DHL partnership, so that's also is used as well. So the idea is just from Africa to the world, which we are really lacking in that most times. We see big African designers going to London and New York fashion week, and then sometimes they're in the corner. Yeah, nobody's yeah. focusing on the fast, like it's the true. affordable fashion. Yeah. So it's luxury that is over, is so hyped, yeah. which is good as long as African women and men are winning in business, I'm fine. But at the same time, you have to cater for this market yeah. that 
doesn't have that much money to afford luxury stuff. But I just want to jump in there because I was actually just finishing off RSA's book, The Smart Money Girl. Oh, yeah, I love like, it. She, yeah. yeah. Now, amazing. yeah, she's amazing. Now, um, when you speak about that, this is maybe off topic, but on topic. Yeah. I think what comes to my heart that I really like, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially because you target girls within a certain age range and, you know, and they're able to get affordable stuff mm-hmm. and still look good. It's obviously, you know, that there's a problem with all of these girls trying to find all these Lagos big boys or whatever they may be, go to yeah. Dubai, hashtag this, hashtag that. And obviously it's like, I mean, just to for people to kind of bring mm-hmm. people into context, it's this whole thing about this sugar daddy phenomenon mm-hmm. that's yeah. across Africa as yeah. a whole. Yeah. So I li- what I like about the 5K shop, mm-hmm. which is 5,000 Naira for those who don't yeah. know. Yeah. But what I like about that is that young girls, like if you're in uni, if you're doing whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, you can still look good. Yeah. But at an affordable yeah. rate, because and I think that that's possibly why it's also doing well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I really feel like for businesses, the sort of three P's that I'm sort of linked mm-hmm. by are um, worked by the product, the people you work with, and the processes. Mm-hmm. So if you get these three locked down, mm-hmm. you're probably in the way to succeed, mm-hmm. right? So the product and market fit is super important mm-hmm. because you have to look at your product in context with the market mm-hmm. where you are actually serving. So in a place like Africa, Africa and Nigeria was a teeny population, most of which, majority of which are living like below the dollar, yeah. the other parts, you know, they, so for me it's like, like you said, sugar that is phenomenal, I, I really, really, I, I really want to empower young women, mm-hmm. something that's really important to me, and most people just by just seeing me on some pat- platforms, they already feel empowered, I get lots of emails and messages, can you be my mentor, I try to organize and speak on lots of um, sessions to mentor young girls, but I know that there's still so much to be done, you know, so, and, and for, for us, if you want, like, maybe you heard about the young girls that drowned, yes, yes, I so those things are really, really important social topics that, something as little as them knowing that you can put up a picture that you bought something for, like, this, this amount and still people are going to say you look so hot like mm-hmm. you don't have to aspire to Gucci is good you can get if you do have the money but you don't have to aspire to wear all that to look good mm-hmm. if it's not within your means mm-hmm. and then you don't have to go out of your way to start looking for ways to afford these things so if more people come together and let the people know that look you know their avenues their products their lifestyles that you can do so what we do as well is that we don't only feature our stuff on our social media page we try to like Highlight events that people can go to before five thousand and under. It's just like that's you nice, know, give yeah. people value. Oh, you know, there's something happening today at Freedom Park. You can go there. It's oh, free. okay, nice. So the like promoting like the affordable lifestyle. That there are ways that you can actually look good and live a really fun life mm-hmm. without breaking the bank. Okay. So that's the message. It's not only about clothes. It transcends all that. Just a nice lifestyle to encourage people. And like I like what you said. You really. That that's a very huge topic. It's a topic, very, it's a very broad topic that yeah. you know. Hopefully, we can all discuss it. Yeah. Just before, because um, you know, when you asked when you spoke about the girls that drowned, yeah. I just keep forgetting that maybe everybody's not familiar with this. Oh, story. that's just share it. Yes. Okay, so there's been something on the news um, recently about girls, mainly from African and Nigerian descent, that um, they were trafficked. Or, you know, out to Italy, mm-hmm. and then they, they found their bodies, and most of them, they, they according to speculation, they were um, molested or sexually molested. Now, for me, that just means that people are trying 
it's so thing. hard. Even things that are so detrimental to their personal life and, and, and being to leave the shores of Africa or Nigeria because they don't mind sell, like selling them their bodies to do that because they're looking for a better life. You know, so it, even if it's a far stretch to connect, but then again, it still goes on to empowerment. If people feel empowered, they wouldn't feel the need to to run. You know. an ambassador of the band, you just, in your area, just try to pick up one, just try, even if it's two girls, it should shock you how just that drop can affect the cost, you know, and effect, so yeah, that's, that's, that's it. I like your lot, you're beautiful, you're stylish, you've got nice Niger swagger. <laughs> You're a CEO, the CEO of the 5K shop, founder as well. You're you're the Virgin Atlantic brand ambassador. You are you are mentored by Sir Richard Branson at his house in Oxford. See life. And you have a beautiful heart as well and a heart for African girls. So I really, really love that about you. Sophia Igo. Are you an Igbo girl? Yes! I was right. In my mind I was like I saw the name of my people. Is it, is it because you you also um you also think that Igbo girls are very like entrepreneurial. You know how they have Yes, no, it's true. No, these Yoruba girls don't come in. No, it's not like, true. Everybody knows the house of girls. The house of girls will catch you. Because you know they're also like they're coming for you. I was just trying to point out that people say that. Not necessarily that I think that. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. See, you know when you're not in Nigeria, you're gonna turn it around. Like, Nigeria is everywhere. You're like, no, me, I'm Yoruba. You have a house, like, me, I'm Yoruba. You know when you're not there, you're like, how did you know? Because I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, people still say, like, I guess it's all time. You're evil, you like business, you like, you like money. I'm like, yeah. I own it. I own it. Thank you so much for spending time with us in Africa State of Mind. Thank you so much, Sophia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Africa State of Mind. And that's how we come to the end of episode 7 of Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. I feel like I just need to pinch myself because I'm just so excited. The two guests that we've had, I don't know about you, but they've personally inspired me. It's not often that you're able to speak to people who, because they dream and push the envelope and dare to do, they're able to live out the life of their dreams. But in doing so, they give all of us permission to be able to also dream, push the envelope and live out the life of our dreams. So very special thank you to Sir Richard Branson. And I really love being, the, you know, knighted as Lady Lee Kasumba. I'm going to walk around and be like, call me Lady Lee Kasumba. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But thank you so much to Sir Richard Branson. It was really just an honor being able to have a conversation with you. You truly are more than what it is that people could expect. If you haven't had a chance to pick up his latest biography, Losing My Virginity, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and your friends a favor and get yourself a copy of that latest um, biography. It's really going to change your mind. Thank you again to Sir Richard Branson for joining the Africa State of Mind podcast. You are 
certainly a child of the African soil. So thank you so much. And then a special thank you to um, Sophia Ike Onu, who is one of those people who makes me proud to be an African woman. Um, Sophia Ike Onu is the CEO and founder of the 5K Shop. Congratulations on all your success. And again, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again because it's true. You are truly the definition of a woke African woman. So thank you so much to you. On the next exciting episode of Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba, if you're one of those people who's a huge fan of Captain America, come a little closer. If you're one of those people who, when you saw the Black Panther trailer for the film that's only going to be coming out in February 2018, was so excited, come even closer. If you're somebody who is excited to not only find out about the rendition of The Lion King, but to also see the amazing cast that's going to be part of that release in 2019, you definitely need to come in closer. Next week's episode of Africa State of Mind, episode 8, is just for you. We talk to a renowned African actor. He's the godfather of South African theater. He's also a Tony Award winner. I'm talking about none other than Dr. John Carney. He took us to the moment where he first discovered that acting was how he wanted to spend his entire life. My first performance was in 1965, Antigone by Sophocles. And I stood there in the center of that New Brighton St. Stephen's Church Hall. There was 11 in the cast and there were six in the audience. Wow. (laughs) So the cast was bigger than the audience. (laughs) And I stepped on that stage and I opened my arms. And I knew then, I knew then, this is why I am on this earth. All that and so much more on the next exciting episode of Africa State of Mind with Lika Sumba. Remember to join us on Facebook and Twitter. Send us tweets at Africa State Mind or just join the Facebook family, Africa State of Mind with Lika Sumba. Thank you so much again because this this um, podcast is really all about you. We look forward to hearing your comments, your, your requests, just your thoughts around the podcast and all of our different guests. Thank you so much again. Wrapping out and signing out Africa State of Mind with Lika Sumba. Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. Get it on iTunes now.